0: you could have chose to be, you chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions and that means the world to me and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much.
1: This is my absolute honor to be spending this fine Friday the 13th of May 2022 with all of you superhumans at the largest breakfast table in the world. You know some people might say, "Oh no, Friday the 13th." <laughs> Especially for traders and investors like me. But you know what you know what champions would say? You know they would say, "So what is Friday the 13th? I will make today the best day of my life regardless." <laughs> Cuz nothing and no one can stop me, right? <laughs> My name is Yen and um, I have been listening to Breakfast with Champions and uh, receiving my daily dose of education, motivation, education and inspiration from this amazing community for just under a year. And uh, I can tell you, it's made a massive difference in my life. And I'm really glad to be able to contribute again to this early morning segment, Start with Confidence, make today the best day of your life. It is exactly something Glenn and you would say. And uh, for myself, so I am an entrepreneur, Um, I'm based in Asia. I left Wall Street where I worked for 14 years as a derivatives trader and I started uh, a medical AI startup uh, in 2019 and uh, the focus of our deep tech AI-powered research is on longevity so if you're looking for longevity related content like I'm about to do uh, you would like to listen to that regularly please feel free to check out my twitter so that is linked to my 10k card at um, uh, 10k.com, yen10k.com and it's pinned at the top. I keep forgetting doing that. Um, And I also have a YouTube channel now, it's called uh, Snow Hill Tech. So both of which um, I kind of, I started um, just over five years ago. (laughs) They were both my 2022 new year's plan. Um, And ever since back in February this year, when I talked about on this very stage, the importance of paying attention to your bodies, as part of your spirituality during my segment. I remember that score that I asked you to ask for, ask your body to rank you and to rate you what your score out of 10 would be. I wonder whether it's been improving or not. Um, feel free to check, uh, feel free to share with me in the room chat. And uh, beyond that, you know, I've been receiving a lot of messages from friends in this room. And uh, we've had some really interesting and fruitful conversations. So I want to uh, say a big thank you to everyone who has messaged me, um, and not just feedback, but also you know lots of words of encouragement um, as well as future topic suggestions. So do let me know what content you would love for me to cover. And again, you know, for those of you who have not heard from me before, I really I love talking about a few things. Uh, One is the financial markets, of course, given my work background. And uh, the the number two topic I love is uh, artificial intelligence, right? Especially its uh, application in the medical and uh, in the investment fields. I also love talking about Web3. So please feel free to check out some of the replays I have saved on these topics at the bottom part of my bio. Uh, I would love to hear your thoughts. It really means a lot to me when I see the replay numbers still going up, right, from day to day, Um, even, uh, you know, for rooms that happened kind of uh, weeks or sometimes even months back. And it really makes me feel purposeful. It keeps me going, uh, helps me to, you know, want to find time to, you know, come to Clubhouse and, uh, you know, to do these, uh, to host these conversations. So, um, and, uh, you know, over the past few months, I've really tried to build uh, content that can stay relevant for people for a longer periods of time. So I would love to hear your feedback from the replays. So anyways, yes, as I said, all of these topics I mentioned just now, they are available for you in the future uh, for this particular segment that I do here. They are all on the early morning breakfast menu for all of you to choose from. And um, recap. During my last segment, Dr. Vince, my co-founder at uh, Snow Hill Science and I, we talked about exercise. So in terms of what and when and how long to do it for. So during that segment, I mentioned very briefly something called zone two training. And afterwards I got many questions from our friends in this room about zone two and uh, we were asked. What is that? And uh, why is it important for longevity? So during today's segment, um, we wanted to dive deeper into what Zone 2 means, as well as you know how you can check when you are in Zone 2. And hopefully by the end of my share, it will become a little bit clearer why Zone 2 training can help you build up your physical and mental confidence and enable you to make every day best day of your life because as i always say to my friends confidence is not just mental or spiritual it is very much to do with the physical the state of our bodies and our health right at this moment is so important when it comes to whether we can tackle the day with confidence or not so if you're still wondering whether this topic is relevant to you at all you know maybe you're thinking oh you know i'm not one of those people who's like you know uh, love the gym and you know i don't do that much exercise is this important to me maybe let me um clarify right the theme of discussion a little bit more because really the broader topic that uh, we are talking about here is regarding your metabolic health and how to assess that Cause you may not know this, but you know, if you lead an inactive lifestyle, which kind of was me <laughs> a few years back and um, over and above what we know, what it does to our weight and uh, our fitness in general, there is actually scientific proof that you would be harming your metabolic health at a cellular level. So maintaining and optimizing your metabolic health is really important. And one of the best ways to achieve that is to do this zone two training. So maybe we can start with talking about what zone two training is, because that was a question that we had last week, right? So first of all, there are several different zones to your exercise capacity. This is to do with how your body utilizes two different types of fuel and more specifically whether the body is using fat or glucose as your source of energy. And the main takeaway is this, at low exertion states, your body tends to utilize fat, whereas as your exertion level increases, and your body would switch, okay, it would switch from using fat to using glucose as its main energy source. And the reason for this, is to do with the working of a structure inside of your cell, known as your mitochondria. This is often referred to as the powerhouse of the cell, and uh, you will later find out why. Now cells that need a lot of energy, such as muscle cells, they contain lots and lots of mitochondria. And the point is, we can change the makeup of our muscles specifically we can change how much mitochondria are at present in our muscle cells by training it in a particular way. Did you know that in the case of professional athletes, oh, we have some as mods, you know, very often in this room. So in their case, um, they usually have more muscle mitochondrial mass, whereas for unfit individuals, which, was who I was before, or people with metabolic syndrome, they would have less in terms of mitochondrial function inside their cells, meaning they have a more inefficient way to release energy. For example, we now know that people with metabolic syndrome, they demonstrate early transition from fat to glucose burning. In other words, at low exertion states, your body is supposed to be using fat as its only energy source. But for these people with metabolic syndrome, they start switching from utilizing fat to glucose at a much earlier state. And this phenomenon is often referred to by people as metabolic inflexibility. I think you'd agree this clearly does not sound desirable, right? So, and in the other end of the spectrum, I mentioned about elite athletes. Now for them, their bodies can metabolize fat so efficiently that it will take a lot of effort to push them into those higher zones. So the idea of zone two training is to exercise in Zone 2 so that we can optimize our body's function, more specifically mitochondrial function to be better and more efficient at using fat as our fuel source. Now there are several proposed benefits of Zone 2 training I want to go through very quickly at this point. They include an increase in the number and efficiency of your mitochondria, which I talked about, but also Um, Zone 2 training helps to lower your heart rate, as well as decreasing blood pressure, as well as um, improving your insulin resistance and also increasing your metabolic flexibility. And the goal of Zone 2 training is very simple. It is to try and optimize your mitochondrial function to be more like those elite athletes that I talked about. And we can do this by specifically training so that you remain in Zone 2 of the exercise throughout. And the logic behind why we would want to do that for longevity benefits is, you know, if you can help to reduce and mitigate your risk of insulin resistance and metabolic syndrome, for example, then this should help to improve your health span in the long run. And this is how we often look at the benefits of zone two training through the lens of longevity in our field. And now perhaps we can talk a little bit more specifically about your muscle activity during exercise. We can't see it, right? But really in zone two, your body is operating with slow twitch muscle fibers or type one fiber. And these fibers, they contain a great number of mitochondria and they mainly use fat to generate energy. And at this zone two level, fat burning is at its maximum capacity. Now, if you want to lose fat, you need to stay in zone two. And then as the intensity of the exercise As well as your heart rate as as it increases your body then shifts okay makes a shift into the next zone which after zone two will be zone three hey
2: listeners if you enjoy listening to breakfast with champions we can bet you care about your daily routine do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine it's the perfect morning glenn has written a free ebook called the morning five five simple steps to an extraordinary morning if you can transform your morning, you can
1: transform your life.
2: Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day.
1: And immediately, the body begins to apply fast twitch muscle fibers or zone two, uh, sorry, type two fibers. And these fibers would then use glucose as its energy source. So, As we go from zone one to zone five or six, your body goes from mainly using fat to using glucose as its main source of energy. And generally your heart rate increases with each zone as well. So that is why later on we're going to be talking about the heart rate and uh, you know, how, you know, why we can use that to know whether we are in zone two or not. So this switch, okay, from fat to glucose usage, we need to know it happens between zone two and zone three. So at zone three, your body is starting to use glucose more than fat. And now you might ask, okay, well, that's interesting. You know, I now know that, um, you know, maybe zone two, staying in zone two have lots of benefits, but how do I know whether I'm in zone two or three or any of the uh, these other zones? Well, there are a few ways to know that. And the reality is to do this properly, you will have to go to a sports performance lab. And uh, what they do is that they'll hook you up onto a machine, okay? And this machine measures your oxygen and CO2 levels because you get hooked up with a mask over your face that you breathe into, And once you do this, and you would be running on a treadmill or using uh, an exercise bike, they will then measure your blood lactate levels at varying intervals of exertion. And from these numbers that they get, they they then can uh, extrapolate what your maximum fat oxidation is. They do so by plugging the numbers into equations and obviously that is not practical for everyone but this is the most accurate way to do it so i wanted to mention this first now if you want to know what the machine looks like you can actually check out my instagram as i have recently done it i've pinned it um i pinned the picture um you know as my story highlight they didn't allow me to take a video because you know i I tried (laughs) okay so i pinned the picture of the machine uh, in my uh, story highlight in my instagram and i named it uh, zone two so feel free to check it out if you're curious now as you might have read um, from my bio i invest in medical robotics so i do get to see lots of new gadgets uh, you know uh, that various uh, startups are trying to build nowadays people are attempting to Uh, develop commercially available tools for measuring what I mentioned earlier at home or in a gym although really these still require some more testing and validation in my view so they are definitely not um, at mainstream levels yet and of course because I always want to be helpful (laughs) to everyone in this room so I will tell you there is a relatively easier way to estimate your heart rate at zone 2 levels if, you're, if you have a um, chest st- uh, strap, okay, to, for monitoring of your heart rate, then there are apps that can work this out for you uh, through some clever algorithms. But if you don't have that, then an even simpler way to gauge this is to calculate this based on your maximal heart rate. Because really, the secret is, zone two should be around 70 to 80% of your maximal heart rate. And this is, you know, I will admit somewhat crude, so, you know, don't push back because, you know, but it does get you in the ballpark of where your zone two should be. So if you don't need to be a hundred percent precise, then that is a good measurement. Now to be a little bit more precise, there are also people who are advocating using something called 70% of your heart rate reserve. Okay. This is, in fact, I agree. This is a great estimate of the upper bound of your zone two, because it is what I actually use. So the way to calculate this is by using 70%, right? So 0.7 times your maximum heart rate minus your resting heart rate you work that out as a number first and then you add back your resting heart rate so in my case for example 0.7 times okay maximum heart rate 185 minus resting heart rate 60 get that number first and then add back 60 so i get to 148 in that case and the unit for this is beats per minute because we're talking about heart rate but you know, if that is all a bit too much for you, because it is 5 a.m. in the morning and I am giving out mathematical equations (laughs) and uh, you're like, didn't get that. So if you need an even simpler way to calculate this or to know that you're in zone two, then another simple metric that some people use, um, it is, yes, a more subjective way to estimate your exercise exertion. And they say that one should be about able to hold a conversation with someone and not completely out of breath, commonly denoted as a conversational effort. A great way to test this is to get on your indoor bike or your treadmill and then give someone a call and you should be able to hold a conversation with another person, but the other person on the line should know that you're exercising as they should be able to notice that you're just a little bit out of breath but not too much and if they have no idea that you're exercising then your exertion level is too light and on the other hand if you find that you cannot hold the conversation for long then you're probably working out too hard now as some of you might know i participate well whenever i can in the pitch room right on clubhouse And uh, very often you will hear, okay, pay attention next time you're there. Very often you'll hear that some of the investors we have on the panel there, they are, when they are making a comment about a pitch, right, after, you know, the the startup has, uh, you know, finished talking, you can notice that they're exercising because they're just like a little bit out of breath, but uh, they are still able to talk. Guess what? They are in zone two. Now, the next question you might have is, how long do I need to stay in Zone 2? Now I know how to find my Zone 2 levels, but how long do I need to stay in Zone 2 when I exercise in order to achieve these health and longevity benefits that you're talking about? Well, at the moment, we don't know the precise number. Okay, I need to be um, honest, we don't know uh, because it is still pretty much um, a, an area of active research in terms of duration. But the current thinking is the more frequently you do it, the better and the key here is you need a sustained level okay so at least 45 minutes ideally more than an hour and the ideal frequency uh, we're currently thinking is probably three to four times a week so if you're just starting out then maybe aim for 30 minutes every other day i think that is a good start and get into the habit and then you can increase the duration duration later you know once you're more comfortable with this routine now i know people are really busy and uh, you know this might be tricky to aim for you know on top of your cardio exercise and your weight training obviously everyone has different time constraints so i think the best advice i can give about this is to really start small and then compound over time just kind of think of it as more of a roadmap of where you want to get to and at least you know this is how i got myself started with the zone 2 training well you know uh looking at the time it's five twenty-one. i think that's it for today's uh talk from me about zone 2. um i hope from this segment you are now a little bit more informed right and more than that you know you are now um also have something practical you can use uh in your longevity pursuit in this uh, regard now as some of you might know the reason why i give these talks is to improve longevity equity as you know i call these series that i've been doing uh video series longevity for all so i hope uh, you can help us uh spread the uh the news spread the word about this mission of mine And um, so anyways, I do want to leave enough time for uh, Q&A today because Dr. Vince, my co-founder at Snow Hill Science, is also here as well. And as you know, he's great at taking questions. And uh, so, yeah, so for now, I want to thank everyone for listening. And with that, I will yield the mic and uh, Dr. Vince and I would love to get some shares, responses or questions From the people on this amazing stage, you can ask about anything, okay, that we talked about in the previous segments as well. We talked about, you know, longevity in general, or if you want to talk or ask about fasting or sleep deprivation that we uh, discussed previously, or of course, you're very welcome to talk about exercise and zone two. So if you have a share, please either flash your mics, or if we don't see you, then feel free to just turn on your mic and please just go ahead. I can hear a mic. Uh, I think it's Jeff. Jeff,
0: over to you. Jan. Oh my goodness, that was amazing. You were the best person to listen to ever at 5 a.m. That was a breakdown. Really quick, my question for you, because since you're more in the space than me, you see people all the time with tests I mean, in your field of like uh bioengineered, you know, kind of uh, biotics, I think is what you, you word it, right? Uh, is there any fear? And I, I'm more, you know, I, I dabble a little bit in the future NFT space. Is there any fear? Like, you, what's what's your future take? And I, I know this is just the crazy, but I never got to ask you. And you kind of went through so much of uh, life, and and kind of what our health is. Um, and I know it's for the the future of mankind. But what's what's your your sense on what we're doing with, um, you know, how how we're getting in robotics and and going to the future? Do you think it's it's good or bad what's your take on it because you're, you're more into that field than me and i'm a little this weary. is
1: Thank you so much, Jeff. And uh, you're one of the earlier friends that i made our Clubhouse and uh, I've been listening to you and learning from you so much. You're so good at motivating me. Uh, and thank you for uh, joining us this morning. Um, and yes, you know, robotic space, you know, I think it really because it's such a vast uh, field and I know there are lots of kind of wacky things out there. Right. So, you know, the, the things that I, mean, I like to look at are kind of constructive things. You know, because um, uh, for me, it is uh, what I am aiming for. Is you know, when I talk about you know the machine to to measure your 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 zone two level, I think it's important for us to be informed of how exactly you know we are. You know, you know our current health state, and I think you know the traditional tests that we get don't really give us a very specific picture. But, you know, I would love to see some tests that, you know, some, especially some scanning, some imagery tests that are low in radiation or zero radiation, but can tell me like organ by organ, like how healthy, you know, you know, we are. So, you know, in robotics or, you know, equipment in that space, I would love to see more. And, you know, I can share with you maybe one, you know, one of the more recent projects that I was looking at, you know, and I think, you know, this is a great field and not wacky and also very much um, you know, can contribute a lot to, uh, to our, our, uh, our health is, uh, these robotics that uh, doctors can use when they make, op- when they do operations, because, you know, a lot of things are previously relying on hand, right but you know these robotics that can actually um it's like a a tip um of a hand and uh, you know doctors can use that to reach into areas where um they are different uh, difficult to get into so for example the colon and they can handle the polyps really well and also you know some of these devices can uh, you know they are becoming smaller and smaller you know i think the first generation i don't know whether you've seen them in the in the hospital is like gigantic and you know weighs like 100 ton or something but you know more and more these devices are smaller and more handheld so you can basically bring them to third world countries where, you know, doctors are going in and, uh, you know, they can be tra- they can be training other doctors to perform these uh, operations, life-saving operations on people at relatively lower cost and also, you know, make it more accessible. So I think, you know, those are the kind of robotics uh, projects that I'm looking at. Um, and so I think, you know, um, that is the field that um, I do think uh, can contribute a lot, you know, to mankind. I don't know whether Dr. Vince has some more uh, things to add because, you know, uh, you know, him being a doctor, you know, I'm sure you see
3: a lot well, more than I, me. Yeah, thanks. You know, I'll just, um, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, I I would just double click on it. And basically, with the hospitals, it's a slightly different scenario. But I think where I do see a lot of potential in terms of more general health and well-being is probably in the homes as well. And, you know, having sort of robotics as sort of, you know, helpers in, in around the homes. I think that's going to be in the future, very much in the future, maybe 10, 20 years from now. Um, but, you know, helping with the various kind of home-related tasks, but also, you know, cleaning, all these things, but also just, you know, making sure that people are safe, um, particularly, you know, elderly, you know, people like that. So, I, I do see a lot of potential there and to, you know, in terms of preventing any any bad things from happening at home. But But, yeah, there's a lot of you know technology needs to be that needs to be done. Also, a lot of kind of you know safety and and trust that needs to be formed between human and robots. So these are all I think areas that we all need to kind of look into. Thanks.
2: Good morning, and this is tina I'd like to add to your topic. Is that okay?
1: Absolutely. Please Thanks. do.
2: Love everything that you were saying about the different zones. And it just made me think of um, when you're working out and how you said to make sure you're able to talk. And what I do sometimes, I haven't done this yet, but I was thinking of doing a class, like a karaoke class, I teach spin, and actually have the people singing. Because like you said, if you can talk or sing, you're in that zone to burn fat. And I work at Orange Theory as well. I don't know if anyone's ever taken an Orange Theory class. And what you were saying about going to zone two, they actually call it splat points where you want to get your heart rate to a certain place and the trick i wouldn't say the trick the number they say is about 12 minutes to get into that afterburn effect so that you're constantly burning fat 24 to I'm sorry, you're burning calories 24 to 36 hours after you work out. So what you said is spot on. And for me, oh my gosh, girl, it was so challenging once I really started looking at my heart rate and you know the percentage I should be to get into that afterburn effect. It's a huge difference. It's like you can't even talk. And it is such an amazing feeling. And for me, I don't know about anyone else. It's like I could take a sixty-minute workout and crush it in thirty minutes and get the same feeling. What are your thoughts on about a shorter workout with more intensity? That's all I wanted to add.
1: Wow! Thank you so much. And uh, singing sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, sorry. I think Dr. Vince wanted to say something serious.
3: No, no, no. I, 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 I maybe I'll try just to call me. Kind of sorry about that. Oh. Um,
1: yeah. So, so sorry about that. You know, I, I kind of uh, just wanted to tell uh, Stars Tina that. Um, you know, I feel like I should be um, exercising with her because she's got so much energy, and the uh, singing sounds like um, you know, something that I want to do with her as well. But anyway, so Dr. Vince, maybe I'll <laughs> hand over to you about the uh, shorter duration but more intensive because you know, would that push you out of Zone Two quite quickly?
3: Um, yeah. No. Absolutely. I mean, I, I think you know, Zone Two is not is not like the only tool. I think the only thing that you need to do. I think. In the context of exercise, more broadly in general, and we we've talked about this before. Um, definitely, high intensity workout um, has a role as well in in the kind of the lens of longevity. And actually, there there is a lot more evidence scientifically on this. If you do high intensity workout, there's definitely you know mortality um, you know it benefits essentially. Um, but you know less evidence on zone two. Um, so definitely it helps. And I think I think my my view of it is you you need to do kind of you know, all of these things, right? They're all, they're all have their roles and importance. So zone two is mainly, you know, on your metabolic health, right? So, you know, high intensity or zone five training perhaps is more towards your, um, your color, tree fitness. And, and that's also important, you know, for, 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 for longevity as well. But we need to kind of do, do both in all of these. And, and the other thing that we, I think, touched upon last week as well was is, is the strength training. So that's one other pillar. I think that would, I would put up there as also very important in in kind of the exercise regime
1: Thank you so much for your ads, Dr. Vince. And, uh, you know, I have pinned Dr. Vince's uh, LinkedIn page. <laughs> That's the only thing I can find. Uh, LinkedIn page onto the top of this room. So if you want to uh, kind of uh, find out uh, what, uh, you know, research fields he's got, you know, what uh, paper he's putting out, uh, feel free to uh, get connected. Uh, follow him with, uh, uh, follow up with him over there at LinkedIn as well. So um, thank you so much. I You know, I noticed that the time is already a one minute past of uh, the end of our uh, segment so i do apologize you know and so for those of you uh, who are not currently on stage we will check through you know our instagram and twitter dms as well as the room chat shortly and uh, we will see what topics you would prefer from us uh, for the next time but that's it for today